Mission and values. I have the privilege of rolling out tonight something we've been working on for a lot of weeks, a lot of months, actually. And a, a, a lot of people have spoken into this, not just the board, not just the staff. A lot of our teams, others have spoken. Some of you have seen some of these things before or, or some draft of, thereof or some form. Um, and uh, it's just pretty, pretty, pretty exciting. Let me just read it for you. This is, this is our mission. Our, we want to call it a mission statement. It's a mission of Renaissance Church. We are a local church helping our friends and neighbors explore and experience a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. It's very simple. Very straightforward. A local church helping our friends and neighbors explore and experience a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. This mission is based really on several passages in the Bible, but I'm going to just pick one that is clearly based on, which is Matthew, uh, Matthew chapter 28. We call it the Great Commission. And, and, in, and in the Great Commission, it's the last thing Jesus says on earth before he ascends to his heavenly seat with God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. It's the last thing he says on earth to his disciples. And it goes like this, Matthew 28, verse 19, Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. I often, as you probably know, if you've heard me speak very often, I often like to go to the Message Paraphrase Bible. Not a good study Bible, but it just gives you some clarity sometimes. And I often like to go to there, and just it, it's, it's almost like a commentary, but it gives you a little more insight in some ways to that. Same verse, the same verses in uh, the Message. Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet far and near in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I will be with you as you do this day after day, right up to the end of the age. Make disciples of all nations. Listen, (laughs) the tool that God has chosen to use for the task of spreading the gospel is the local church. And that I, you've heard me say this many times. The church is the hope of the world because of the life-transforming message that it communicates. We're the hope of the world because our message changes lives and affects, affects eternal destinies. We are a local church helping our friends and neighbors explore and experience a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Let's talk about that local church thing. What does it mean to be a local church? I know a little bit about this. been doing this for a few years, over 35. And um, that doesn't mean I know anything. It just means I've been around a while. Um, but here's what, here's what it means. It, it, we're not all things to all people. No church is. Some say they are, and they strive, but, but, but they're not. Even some of your quote-unquote mega churches say, yeah, we're all things to all people. And, yeah, well, how come you can go to a, about two blocks away and find another church of four or 500 people and say, that church couldn't minister to us. They didn't meet our need. We, we had to do something different. I mean, no church is. I mean, that's not being, I'm not being critical. I'm saying that's just the reality of it all. No church is. Um, 
and that's the thing. Um, should a church be diverse? Church should reflect, should reflect, in my opinion, the diversity of their community. We do that here. We're, we're a good reflection of our community, of the greater Summit area. Um, when you start thinking about this, and, and there's a lot of things you can think about, and no, no church can meet everybody's need. When you, when you go back and read this, when you read this, what he, what he says, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, like we could kind of read into that a little bit. I don't want to change the words of Jesus. I would never do that. But we, we would go to say, go and make disciples of all the towns of the people in the towns of the greater summit area. And we could name some of those towns in our, in our immediate area, and we could do that. Um, and, and maybe you're not. That's okay. That means you buy into our mission. We have, we have people in leadership. We have, people, we have people on staff, we have people in all forms of leadership in this church who, aren't, who, who would tell you they don't live in a, in, a, in, a, in a town that's quote-unquote in the greater summit area, but they believe in our mission, and they're comfortable here, and this is their home church, and that's the way it should be. Because here's the thing, we talk about being local. I want to say that this, I wrote this down because I think it's, it's worth saying correctly. We continually seek to understand our local culture and are always looking for opportunities to relate to it so that we can effectively bring the message of Christ to our culture. We're not here to change the culture. We're not going to change the culture. Can I tell you something? Just a little FYI from a, from a history geek. Since, since, the 1700, since this was New Amsterdam and the New World, did you know that? This used to be New Amsterdam. The Dutch. The Dutch were here first. My people, the Dutch, the Dutch. Like we did something right, huh? Um, of course, when the England came in, we didn't fire a gun. They just took right over. So whatever that means, it happened. But uh, since this was New Amsterdam, since the 1700s, the New York area has been a, has been a culture of commerce and finance since, since the 1600s. We're not going to change that culture, nor should we. We want to bring Christ to that culture. Dr. King, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this in his letter in that incredible piece of literature, which you haven't, if you haven't read, you need to read it. Letter from a Birmingham jail, April 18, 1963. I get 1863 and 1963 mixed up a lot. I lived through both times, so I just kind of get them all mixed up. But, but uh, April 1963, Dr. King, the church was not merely a thermometer that recorded the ideas and principles of popular opinion. It was a thermostat that transformed the mores of society. That's what we do. We're not going to change the culture. We're going to try to bring some civility. We're going to try to bring some other, some, 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 the love of Christ to it as well. We continually seek to understand our local culture, always looking for opportunities to relate to it so that we can effectively communicate the message of Christ to our culture. I don't know if you know that at every church, whether they know it or not, Every church has a people group they're trying to reach, and we're no different. Only we, 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 we're very clear. We, we're trying to reach the people in our area, our neighbors. I was raised in a church in the middle of rural Ohio, and you know who they were seeking to, to they would never say this, they, 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 who they were seeking to target or who they were seeking to try to minister to, they would never use that terminology, they were trying to minister to farmers. Why is that? Well, I mean, you look out the church door and you see field after field after field of farm, farm after farm. 
They're in the, in the middle of farm country. We weren't farmers. My dad was a small businessman. We lived on a farm at times only because he wanted to teach his boys the work ethic. And uh, we learned it. You shovel enough manure, you kind of figure out what real work really is. I've done all that. Good training for church work, actually. Anyway, No, I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, that wasn't in my notes, sorry. I always get in trouble when I deviate from my notes. But the church, my, that church that I was raised in, you know, they never said this, but they, that, that, they were a church that were reaching farmers because that's, that's who lived there. We weren't, but we, we were part of the culture, and we, we loved the church. We loved the people, even though we weren't part of the, what most people did. But that's the same type of thing. And, and it's the same thing here. You know, that's, that's, that's where we are. It's, it's, is it our mission to grow? It's our mission to bring people to Christ. Oftentimes, that's going to include growth. We don't want to grow for the sake of growth. We want, to, we want people to come to Christ. I'm not interested in, 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 in church worlds. They have this term called sheep stealing, where one church crashes and burns and another church benefits from that. We're not interested in, in, in getting... If, if I talk to people and they're, and they're going to, and they're happy with their church, I'm like, I love you guys. That's great. You keep going there. Although sometimes they'll say, should I come to Renaissance? And I have to... It's all, my, all the self-control that I have, which isn't all that much sometimes... To say, no, no, you shouldn't come to Renaissance. Stay where you are. And then inside I'm going, Argh. Anyway, if they're going to a good church, that's great. It really is. It just, it's, it's, we're a little unusual in that way as a church. Um, the whys. Let me talk about the whys. Why do we have coffee and bagels? Excuse the pun, but it makes it a little more palatable for some people to come to church. And some of you now have gotten kind of entitled, haven't you? Yeah, that's Okay. That's okay. We're good with that. Why do we have Christmas concerts? I had a lady this morning, actually, downstairs on the sidewalk, say to me, um, this is my first time. And I said, oh, great. And she said, I came here for a Christmas concert, uh, this past concert, this past year. And uh, she said, and, and, and so here it is, March, and, and she, this is the first time she comes. And it, it has that type of effect. It works that way. That's why we do, that's why we do Christmas concerts. Why do, we, why do we do a Super Bowl party? I heard we did a Super Bowl party here. I didn't make it. Never mind where I was. Um, because people come to the Super We've had, over the years, many people who started coming to church because they came to the Super Bowl party. They found out we're fun people. We're normal people. We like to have a good time like anybody else, but we're about Jesus. And I tell you, the message of Christ, when presented in the right way, is a very attractive thing. It's about love and grace and peace, forgiveness. So many times it's just not presented the right way. Concert in the park. Why do we have a concert in the park? Same reason. To attract people to this thing that we have called church, which has with it the message of Jesus Christ. We're probably not going to do a concert in the park in Hoboken. Now, someday, and I'm not, I'm not joking about this, someday when we start Renaissance Hoboken, maybe we will. But until that time, um, we're going to do it here because this is where we are. And if you're from Hoboken and you come, we love that. And we do have, we have, we have I don't know, a handful of people from Hoboken. But you know, obviously, there's certain, you're gonna, we're, we're in Summit, not Hoboken, not Princeton, you know? Some people may come, well, I, don't know, I don't know if we had anybody coming from Princeton or not, we got one, but um, we made him move. Um, but, uh, 
we're not going to probably do something in Princeton because we're not trying to, to reach Princeton. I hope, I hope Princeton is reached. God knows they need it. Um, but it's probably not going to be Renaissance and Summit. Sorry, Clay. I had to add that in there. Um, hadn't been the same since Jonathan Edwards died, but that's another story. Um, so, I mean, that's just part of the thing. You know, we, we have an amazing band. We have rock songs. Why do we do that? Because we can relate it to the message of grace, the message of Christ. Are we doing this just for fun? Well, I hope it's fun. I kind of like having fun. But it's really about one thing. It's looking for opportunities to effectively bring the message of Christ to our culture. We do what we do because the message we convey has eternal consequences. Let me say that again. We do what we do because the message we convey has eternal consequences. It's not just a a fun place. I hope it's that. Not just a good place, a feel-good place. I hope it's that too. But we have the message of Christ, and that will determine where people spend eternity. What's more important than that? Nothing. Nothing. November the 17th will be my 12-year anniversary being called to this church, if you can be called by 20 people. Um, But they were really good people. That's the difference, high quality. Um, I didn't come here to minister to a country club church. Let's talk about something sensitive here for a minute, okay? I didn't come here to minister to a country club church. I did come here to be in a place that people in the country club crowd and other clubs, a lot of our towns, just a big club club thing, uh, would want to come to hear the life-changing message of Jesus. I, I intentionally joined a golf club, and I loved it, and I love golf. I mean, I'm not going to lie about anything like that, but, but, it, but I, didn't, I could do a lot of things and play in golf without joining a club. I intentionally joined a golf club because I want to have influence with those people for the gospel of Christ and Renaissance Church. I have friends who have done the same, intentionally joined certain clubs solely for the purpose of having a sphere of influence for the message of Jesus Christ. I had some friends, members of the Short Hills Club, one of our, one of our really good, cool clubs in uh, Short Hills, and uh, one night they were sitting around talking, and this guy was just going on and on. They started coming to Renaissance. This was a couple of years ago. Going on and on how great Renaissance was, and so much so that his wife had to shut it. She said, you're getting embarrassing. You're almost like a carnival barker because you kept talking about Renaissance church. And I heard that story. I was like, yes, that's why we're here. And, and you say, is that, is that who we're just trying to reach? No. But you know what's really, really strange that I've learned over the years we have, a, we have a team right now in Guatemala ministering really to, to some of the poorest of the poor. And we all say, that's great, and it is great. And I believe in that. And I've done, I've done a lot of that. Trounced around Russia for a few years, and my gosh, um, it's, it's just amazing, wonderfully fulfilling to be able to be a part of ministering to the poorest of the poor. When somebody comes along, though, and if they were to say, I want to minister to the country club crowd, there would be people who would be like, yeah, right. My response is, oh, they don't need Jesus? I'm, 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 I'm inclusive, not exclusive. I want, I want everybody. I want to include everybody being able to hear the message of Christ. And so many times we don't 
in church circles, in Christian circles, I can tell you this from experience, we don't think about that. We say, well, I'm going to go start a ministry in Newark. Yeah, great. Well, I want to start a ministry at Baltus Rock. What? Well, I do, and I am. Um, and of many other clubs around the area as well. See, it's what, it's what we're doing to reach your friends and neighbors for Christ. Now, let me ask you a question. I don't want to, be, I don't want to throw any guilt on you. I don't want to throw any, any condemnation on you. But let me just ask you a question. What are you doing? to spread the gospel of Christ to your sphere of influence? And that might be something as simple as giving somebody an invitation card to a church service where they can come. And, and we've, got, we've got stories of that. We've got a row right now of something sort of one came and they invited the other and then she invited another. Kind of three generations right here. Uh, kind of cool. Um, you know, and, and there are other issues. I mean, there are other times, there are other people that we could, we could you know, here's the thing. What are you doing? I understand that not everybody at this point in their life is ready to sit down with somebody and tell them how to come to faith in Christ. I understand that. I will tell you this. You need to get there. Maybe you're not there right now. You need to get there. In the meantime, there's all kinds of cool ways that we have. Uh, of, of inviting them to church or sending, you know, sending them a, an email invitation or whatever. The point is this. Um, the Great Commission is for all of us. It's not just for those of us who are pastors or on staff at a church or work in the church. It's for all of us. It's all about one thing, looking for opportunities to effectively bring the message of Christ to our culture. What does it mean when it says helping our friends and neighbors explore and experience a growing relationship with, with Jesus Christ. So talk about the local church. What does that mean? Now, what does it mean to explore and experience? This is, this is we're just getting this going really good. Clay, as you probably know, is a pastor of spiritual formation. And um, he, um, we got some great stuff happening in that area. And, and what we're seeing happening now, I think we're just beginning to gain some traction. Uh, we've been through some, some, some challenging times here in the last few months and we kind of got this this thing where, uh, kind of got me where I'm where I'm operating in my sweet spot of gifts, and we got Clay where he's operating in his sweet spot of gifts. Murph's come, kind of kind of new to the table. It's been a year and a few months, but it's new to us. And he brings a whole different set of of of, of gifts to the table, which really is just incredibly helpful, amazing, and then just kind of cool how God has put it all together. And uh, we're seeing each one, and, and then we got a staff that's just uh, uh, excels. I mean, they out. I mean, they're amazing. They. The, the, the level of excellence that we have with each one of all the staff is just amazing, from our kids to our youth to our music to, to everything else, and teens, youth students. So, so when we talk about exploring experience, it, it's really sort of a threefold movement. We have church. I mean, before church, you might have a Super Bowl party. You might have, you might have uh, some other kind of thing where people, sort of an attractional type thing, concert in the park. Okay, and, then, and, then, and then maybe from that, there's church, which is a pretty big deal. And some people come, and it doesn't take much commitment. You can come whenever you want to, and, and that's the way it should be. And, and hopefully you're going to feel, if you're here for the first time, you, you won't feel weird or different. And every Sunday, it's always interesting to me to talk to people here for the first time. And it's almost every Sunday we have people here for the first time. And it's uh, just one of the great things I love seeing. Now, we're, now we have these, these, connection, these, um, these connection events that we're just starting rolling out, starting with Saturday night with the, uh, with the uh, parents of uh, elementary kids back in, their, back in the cafe at... Uh, Six o'clock. 
just where people of, of like sort of the, sort of roughly the same stage of life can kind of connect. We're, as I said this morning, we're doing that for, for empty nesters, and we're also doing that for some singles. We're also doing that for, for um, parents of uh, middle school and high school kids and some others as well. Um, those are those connection groups. Now, you see, we're still exploring. We're still kind of experiencing. And then we go into a third level, which is small groups. And Clay, I think, mentioned a week or two ago, we had, I don't know how many, 17, something like that, 17 small groups going. We're growing every week. And, and those, that, that's really where a lot of the rubber meets the road sometimes, oftentimes, not just in a church, not just in a, in a, in a connection event, but also those small groups. And you see more and more of those roll out. See, it, it, we are all responsible in fulfilling this thing called the Great Commission. And that, that involves discipleship, or as we like to say, exploring and experiencing a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to get healthy. Not healthy yet. We want to get healthy, both financially and spiritually and in every other way, because we want to plant more. And that's not, that's not the liquor talking, because I haven't had anything to drink, okay? Uh, that's just truth. I, 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 that's my passion. If you don't believe it's my passion, just look at my resume. Uh, that's what I've done in terms of starting churches. And, and we really want to do that. And you know, maybe that's going to be Hoboken. Maybe that's going to be Plainfield. Maybe that's going to be Newark. I don't know where it's going to be. But that's once we're healthy, that's where we go. And starting other uh, Renaissance, whatever. And uh, um, I'm pretty pumped up about that because that's how I believe really the Great Commission is going to be fulfilled by the starting of new churches. So there you go. That's, that's the mission. Now, we have a lot of values, and I'm not going to go through those tonight. I'm going to just mention three of them very quickly that are kind of favorites of mine. Outreach. We value reaching out and helping our friends and neighbors to know God. I love outreach. I love getting to know people, talking to them, getting them to understand following Christ. You don't have to be some kind of a weird dude. Just like everybody else, we just, we just follow Jesus. And hopefully that shows in how we live and our values and how we conduct ourselves. Grace, always one of my favorite values. I think it's because I need so much. I need grace. We value relying on God's grace as we serve him, exhibiting his grace as we serve others. One other third one. Come on up, guys. Ben, come on up. Um, community. We value living in relationships of mutual love, trust, and accountability. Just three of them that I, I, outreach, grace, we're going to talk about all these in the future, but outreach, grace, community, and you know, in the process, have a little fun. Oh, I got a fourth one in, didn't I? I have a little fun along the way as well. You know, nothing wrong with fun, um, particularly the kind of fun that you don't feel guilty about the next morning. So um, I love that. Mission. Finding opportunities finding opportunities to present Christ in an engaging way to our culture. 